2015, Nike signed an eight-year, $1 billion deal to become the exclusive on-court uniform and apparel provider to the NBA, WNBA, and NBA D-League. The swoosh would now adorn these professional basketball uniforms where the three stripes of Adidas resided for the previous 11 years. Logos aside, the transition would be a major one. In 2017, Nike and the NBA introduced the City Edition uniform, with the goal of connecting each franchise to its home city. The annually updated jerseys are an expression of each city's culture and fandom. Four years later, the program has been a runaway success. Every season, all 30 NBA teams refresh their City Edition uniforms with ambitious, fun designs that represent their markets. In 2021, Nike brought this concept to the WNBA under a new name. The Rebel Edition uniforms represent inspiring themes of female empowerment from their cities and their communities. I'm Carly Knox, the president of business operations for the Minnesota Lynx. We made that transition from Adidas to Nike. It was very early on that, you know, there was going to be a, a plan to kind of rebrand and recreate all the uniforms and really lean in on women's basketball. And this is a wonderful opportunity for Nike to do so and really show their support of women's athletics. Um, so we were excited. We were excited because there had never been any sort of like exploration and, you know, creativity in the jerseys and, you know, collaboration around the jerseys and so amazing storytelling and really um, pulling into those uh, kind of great stories locally as well. Um, so it was a really fun process. Um, so, you know, it was probably a year and a half-ish uh, that we started diving in on them and having meetings with Nike and talking about what are the possibilities. And, um, you know, they definitely came with some creative ideas and then we kind of dove in from there. An alternate third Lynx jersey inspired by the local culture. But how do you decide on one singular idea to best represent the entire Twin Cities and fit the spirit of the Rebel Edition uniform. For the Lynx, it was simple. You just look across the street. Welcome to Lynx Dynasty. I'm your host, Neil Olstad. This is a podcast about Minnesota's most successful franchise and the people, themes, and philosophies that make it special. In this episode, we look at the concept and inspiration for the Lynx 2021 First Avenue Rebel Edition uniforms. The jet black jerseys are stark and imposing. The iconic First Avenue stars that cover their building also cover these kits in a pattern that is understated, classy, and clean. The team name across the top of the jersey eschews the traditional Minnesota, or Lynx, for a simple M-I-N-N printed on a music staff in the bold block letters seen on the club's logo hanging over its front doors. When a rebel hits the scene, you know it's time to make way. She's bold and iconic by design. She couldn't care less about what you think, and she's always ready to go get hers. This is inspired by the legendary soul of First Avenue. When worn, the lights are on. The sounds are loud. And we take center stage. She is a rebel. 
First Avenue, I think, you know, anyone who knows the club knows its proximity to the Target Center, which is the home of the Lynx and the Wolves. That's Ashley Ryan, director of marketing at First Avenue. And so just by default, we're, you know, we're right across the street from where the games are happening, where the fans are, you know, like going in and out of our building, going in and out of the Target Center building. So we just proximity sake have that connection, but also, I mean, we, First Avenue, I mean, we're sort of, um, you know, like an iconic Minnesota destination. And we think all of our sports teams, of course, are like in, in that same way. Like we love, you know, the Wild. We love the Vikings. We love our basketball teams, obviously our MLS teams too now. There are also a lot of First Avenue employees who are just fans of all of the teams. But really for basketball in particular, it's just like, we're right there. They're right there. It, it makes sense. So the connection was somewhat obvious. Basketball and First Avenue just go together. Carly Knox understands the history and shared values that exist between this legendary rock club and the Minnesota Lynx. Yeah, um, we actually almost had one of our championship parties at First Avenue, but they've always been a wonderful partner. Um, you know, obviously we're both in the entertainment industry, but, you know, like I mentioned before, I think it's an amazing partnership uh, in terms of lifting up musicians in our city, supporting local music and national acts as well, but really supporting women in music. And obviously that's a, a value uh, that aligns with us. Obviously they have a lot of amazing women leaders over there and ownership as well. And uh, we think it's important for women to support women and, you know, the the connection between our team and their love for music and, you know, some of them playing instruments, you know, being musicians and so passionate about music and, and vice versa. Some of the musicians that are you know playing out of First Avenue regularly and their passion for basketball. So there's a lot of connection and First Avenue have always been fans of the Lynx and who we are and our values and what we represent. So it was probably the easiest meeting I've ever had. Um, that first call with First Avenue uh, to kind of talk through this idea and it came at the most perfect time for them in the challenging times of COVID um, and they were all in they were all in they were excited they were pumped and so are we and we're just excited about all the different places that we can take this partnership um, and we will be wearing these First Avenue jerseys again next year so we're excited about that as well. The links. Um, someone on their marketing team reached out and said, hey, you know, we're, we're doing a special like collab jersey with Nike for the team, you know, and I don't know or I didn't know very much about like the city jerseys that were happening or like the way that this was kind of um, every season there's like new cool stuff that they debut. We didn't have any idea like how to get involved in that on our end. I mean, we thought it was cool, but like we didn't know where to even start. So it was awesome that they reached out to us and said, we've got this idea. Would you be interested? Myself and Mike Grawl, who's our uh, chief marketing officer, uh, we reached out to Ashley and Sonia. And um, I had previously had a relationship with them because of things that uh, we had either done with them before, or I mentioned like we almost had that championship party there because obviously that would have been such a cool connection um, as well. And um, yeah, so I had a previous relationship said, hey, we have this awesome idea. I want to run it by you. Had an entire deck to kind of story tell this. Um, and yeah, the, the meeting went great. And I think it's pretty well known, like the stars on the exterior of our building. So for people who haven't seen First Avenue before, we have 
um, a black building with silver stars painted on it. And for the most part, I mean, there's a gold star for prints, um, but really almost all of the stars are, are silver. And they said, is this something that y'all would be interested in talking about? And is there any way you would sort of let that imagery be used? And, and typically we're pretty protective of it, right? But it's the links. It's so really like, well, of course, <laughs> we can talk to you guys about this. Like, we can definitely have this conversation. They were so receptive and so excited about the idea. Um, again, you know, they talked about how much they believe in the links and appreciate their values, um, you know, our values and, um, and how aligned we were. So yeah, it was an incredibly easy meeting. They were absolutely fantastic. And so we sort of had initial conversations and just said, yes, like we would be honored to, to be a part of a collaboration like this. The collaboration between First Avenue and The Lynx got a boost from Sonia Grover, the club's lead talent buyer. Sonia is a massive professional basketball fan and formerly helped run a Minnesota Timberwolves website called T-Wolves Blog, where she would write about the team under the pseudonym MPLS Dice. But it was like this passion project and she just, um, I don't know, really like, got obsessed with the team and like supporting and just like was really into the stats on set like on players and um, I think the connection between the local franchise really started happening then she's just was so into the team and like so supportive and running this blog I, I had asked her once like you know why she doesn't do it now and she's like are you kidding me like I'm, we're so busy at first half we're like we're, I don't have the bandwidth sort of keep up with it, but I know it's something she loved doing and you know misses doing. But definitely, she was a part of making this jersey happen. And I think actually, if, if I remember right, I think that when the links reached out, they reached out to Sonia directly first, um, and then she looped in Nate Kranz, our general manager, and Dana Frank, our owner, and myself, and just said hey, you know, like, Lynx reached out, we should do this, it looks cool. And we were all like, oh, yes, absolutely, we should do this. Like, what do we do? How do we get this started? Another massive basketball fan who attended many Lynx games was none other than the purple one himself, Prince. Growing up in Minneapolis in the early 70s, Prince Rogers Nelson played basketball as a junior high student. He played and was a fan of the game for his entire life. Of course, Prince went on to be an enormous pop star and cultural force in the 1980s. His acting debut came in the 1984 rock musical drama film, Purple Rain. The majority of the movie was shot in Minneapolis with multiple scenes taking place at First Avenue. In addition to being a virtuosic musician and performer, Prince was a gender norm-defying feminist who championed black women. He employed female musicians in his band and his support of the Lynx and the WNBA helped promote the mostly black league. Of course, the most well-known Prince-Lynx connection happened in the fall of 2015. Minnesota was deadlocked 2-2 in a seesaw WNBA final series against the Indiana Fever. 
Prince attended the winner-takes-all Game 5 at Target Center and watched the Lynx win their third league championship. Afterward, he invited the entire team and their staff to Paisley Park, his home slash studio slash performance space for an unforgettable party. You know, after we won the championship and we're at the celebration party, I get a call and they say, hey, Carly, um, you know, what do you want to do? Uh, Princess people just called and he wants to have a private concert for you guys to celebrate uh, winning the WNBA championship. And, uh, you know, I had had all these awesome plans and a celebration and, you know, spent all this money, was all excited about it. I'm like, yep, yep, pack it up, get the bus, let's go. We're going out to Paisley Park. Um, which was just, you know, once in a lifetime type experience. And, you know, you're standing a foot away from him and dancing on stage and, you know, some of the iconic Prince songs. And, and that was just such an incredible night. I mean, getting that call and, um, you know, quickly getting some buses uh, to bring everybody over there and, uh, and then walking in and like he's playing Purple Rain and you're like, two feet from him and you know just like is this really happening like it was crazy um but such a fun night i remember we had to everyone had to like give up their phones or leave their phones in the car no phones were allowed um i think everybody probably knows that peace in the park is dry so you go from like celebrating tons of champagne to like all of a sudden there was like nothing to drink at all <laughs> um and so but obviously well worth it that was incredible um and it went for hours and hours and hours. I want to say it went to like four or five in the morning. Um, and we had a bunch of things we had to do the next day as well. So some people stayed later than others, but it was just one of those once in a lifetime experiences um, that you know, we felt so overjoyed and, and happy and um, such a great story, you know, such a great story of his, his love and, and passion for the Lynx. Um, and, you know, obviously played all the hits and I, I just remember you know, obviously he's incredibly talented, but his band is equally as talented um, and so meticulous in the artistry of it all. Um, and so I, I was just so incredibly impressed with all of them, you know, Prince, as well as all of his band members. If you're listening to this, you likely have seen these incredible uniforms. They're instantly recognizable and exactly what you'd picture a First Avenue-inspired jersey to look like. But from a design perspective... How does this all come together? And what are the steps along the path to this perfect collaboration? We, so we sent them sort of like a brand guideline where, you know, we were just like, here are some of the like basic things that we ask sort of be followed. But again, it's like black and silver are kind of core colors or, you know, this, this is the shape of the star that we use, you know, or like some things like that. And obviously the logo. So they, like you said, like, um, like that min, the M-I-N-N across the chest and like having that be uh, sort of like inspired by the way our Skyline logo looks. So they had all of that to go off of. And then we did see drafts and I think there were things that there were slight revisions on, but it actually, I think any revisions we saw really more came from their side, not necessarily ours. Like every version that we saw, we were like, yes, this looks is looking great. I mean, every time we wear the black jerseys, I'm like, we look so badass. <laughs> like, I absolutely love it when we wear the black ones and things seem to go really, really well when we wear those, uh, especially at home. Um, and so obviously, like, I love the the different texture of the star versus the main material um, The on the, the belt buckle, like on the front, um, or I should just say the, the belting uh, is a city skyline and it matches the city skyline that's in First Avenue. So they incorporated 
the black of the building with sort of the silver stars. They used um, what we call our skyline logo, which is the skyline of the Minneapolis um, and it's like line work. And they incorporated that onto the front of the Jersey. And it just, it has like little details kind of all over it. It just felt super special when we saw it. We all just went, oh yeah, that's it. A hundred percent. They nailed it. So if you've seen the building or you've been to First Avenue, I think it's immediately recognizable. And we felt like they just captured sort of the essence of it. And then they did a great job because they didn't just like put the building on the jersey. They kind of came up with like this meaning behind it. Beyond the myriad of synergies between the links and First Avenue, as well as the incredible end result that was produced, the Rebel Edition program is also about connecting and giving back to the local community. The Twin Cities Music Community Trust was chosen as the nonprofit that would benefit from a portion of the Rebel Edition merchandise sales. As a local musician who makes a living from playing live shows myself, the COVID-19 pandemic made 2020 an extremely difficult year. I was fortunate to receive a helpful grant from the Music Community Trust last summer and can attest firsthand to the unparalleled support they continue to provide today. I think a part of it was we wanted to authentically give back and what a crazy challenging time for the music industry and um, and that was really really important for us um, and obviously we're constantly giving back through our foundation and community gifts and all our you know nonprofits we work with in the community um, but we just thought it was an important element as we unveiled these jerseys um, that you know again it's uplifting women musicians, it's uplifting the music scene, it's uplifting music venues during such a difficult time. So um, it just seemed like it authentically fit and again, fit everybody's values. And um, yeah, and you know, I think it's, I'm so excited as we get to build this out after we get through this funky COVID season and really, really activate it. So we have some you know, amazing visions for next year for sure. Really the organization was started years ago to be kind of just like um, a helping hand for musicians uh, in town. And then over the years, it became a more formal thing where it now has a, a board and you know there there's it's managed um, a little bit differently than I think it maybe sort of informally started, but it is a 501c3. And so we thought, well, here's an organization that exists to help musicians in town. And what if we kind of pivot? That's a broad, you know, goal. But what if the pivot for the organization is um, over the last year was was COVID related because that's where the crisis in music industry was coming from, right? People were losing work. Our, you know, musicians, employees, gig workers. Um, so that came about, uh, I think, pretty organically, just because of the natural like, crisis happening everywhere. So then whenever First Avenue had the opportunity, you know, we had a lot of people very generously reaching out over the past year to us saying, like, how do we save First Avenue? How do we help First Avenue? And we, in turn, oftentimes just said, can you actually help the Twin Cities Music Community Trust because they are giving grants directly to artists or um, gig, gig workers, employees of, of venues across the city who are out of work. And as First Avenue, we're working with 
not only in our bank, but the local government and the federal government to try to make sure First Avenue survives, but the trust is trying to make sure people get through this too. So we just kind of kept directing folks to the trust. And when we sent that to the links and said, well, would you guys consider the trust being um, the benefactor? They took, I think, one look at it and said, yeah, no, this looks great. So that's kind of how the connection came about. And, um, you know, I think that shows too that the links, uh, it should be very clear to anyone who follows the links organization or the WNBA in general. But, you know, they, they have strong values and I think practice what they preach or put their money where their mouth is and, and support really great organizations. And, it, you know, we're really lucky that they saw the trust and said this looks incredible and, uh, you know, it's benefiting from it. So that's great. So there you have it. A perfect collaboration between two progressive, female-led organizations with shared ideals. Together, they created a beautiful brand new uniform worn proudly by the 2020 Minnesota Lynx. They took the assignment to make something that represented their communities and kept it in the neighborhood. Thanks for listening to Episode 9 of Lynx Dynasty. Special thanks to Carly Knox and Ashley Ryan for their time. Please subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or in your podcast app of choice. If you enjoyed this show, go tell a friend. That will help this podcast grow. Lynx Dynasty is produced, written, sound designed, and hosted by me, Neil Olstad. You can follow me on Twitter at links underscore dynasty and read my Minnesota Lynx coverage at canishoopis.com. Thank you for listening. Game. <laughs> Blouses. <laughs>